A salary is the drug they give you when they want you to forget about your dreams. Welcome to the Corporate Dropout Podcast. I'm your host, Alacia Citro. If you're sick of the corporate hamster wheel and looking to feel inspired and empowered to live a high vibe life as your own boss, you're in the right place. Dare to drop out in three, two, one. Before we start the show, I want to tell you about the business I'm launching. I know that entrepreneurship can feel lonely, but it doesn't have to. That's why I founded Thea Collective. Join our community today and meet your high vibe business tribe. Text tribe to 949-577-8709 or head to thea-collective.com to learn more. Hello, friends. All right. This is a special Mindset Monday episode. We are with Danielle McCleary. She is a member of the Upstarter Pods family. She's also the first guest that will be doing three episodes with us. So come back Wednesday for the interview with her and then Thursday for a mini episode business tip on attraction marketing. But today we're going to be diving into human design. So let me tell you a little bit about Danielle and then we'll kick things off. So she is an entrepreneur, a wellness enthusiast, a fitness expert, motivational trainer, a mom, a proud member of the LGBTQ community, a Sagittarius, sun and moon, and an eight wing seven on the Enneagram, as well as a generator, correct? Correct. How did I know? Because I am too. (laughs) (laughs) So to kick things off, Danielle, thank you so much for coming on the show for one of three episodes. So excited for this. Before we kick off, tell the listeners a little bit about what human design is, and then we'll dive into it. Yeah. So human design, um, first of all, like I got into human design after many, 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 many years of reading people's astrological charts. I've been into astrology since I was a teenager. And so diving into human design was kind of like the evolution process of that. So human design is kind of a cross between East and West. So we're talking the I Ching, we're talking a little bit of Kabbalah, we're talking like chakra centers, we're talking astrology, we're talking um, like Buddhist ideals of energy, and a little bit of quantum physics. So energy test, like your personality tests, the Enneagram, like it's kind of a combination of all of those. And it was originally discovered by Ram, a philosopher who got a download from source and kind of came up with this system that is known as human design. So that is what human design is. So if you are interested, if you've ever been interested in astrology, if you've ever taken your Enneagram, if you've ever, you know, done the Meyer Briggs thing, if you're into like chakras and like healing auras and all that, this will be for you. And I think the the number one thing I always like to tell people about human design is it's not going to teach you anything necessarily. It's going to confirm for you what you already know to be true about yourself that maybe you've been made to think is incorrect or wrong or that you've just questioned. So this is the whole point of human design is to really ground yourself in what your purpose is and how to like live the most aligned, purposeful life. Beautiful explanation. And from what I, the little I do know about my chart, it has felt very validating and very accurate more so than anything else. Yeah. All right. So let's dive right in. So Danielle's going to read my chart, but while she Mm -hmm. does this, she's also going to infuse like other information about it that will be applicable to everyone. Um, So Danielle, I'll kind of kick it over to you. You're going to run this quote unquote interview. (laughs) Awesome. So I'll first just like very briefly explain there's five types in human design. There's two energy types and there's 
three non-energy types. And I don't want you to think that if you're a non-energy type, that means you don't have energy because you do. It's just where you get your energy from is different. So the two energy types are generators and manifesting generators. And the key word being generator there, think of those people as the battery for the planet. They are the people that create sacral energy, the ones who have, when they are doing what they want to be doing and what lights them up, they have energy that they spill out into everything and everyone around them that the non-energy types can soak up and use to achieve their purpose as well. So generators, very sacral people. This is actually what Alessia and I both are. We are both generators. Um, Generators are the people who you know when a generator is in the room because they have this magnetic aura about them. There is something about them that is just so captivating and you want to be around them. And when they are excited, you are excited. Their purpose, like as generators, our purpose on this planet is to do exactly what is a full body yes for us and nothing that is anything but a full body yes. Because when we do that, we generate this like palpable magnetic energy for the planet to run off of. So that's a generator. And you always know when a generator is not acting in their full body, yes, because where they have the energy, where they have the power to like give energy to the planet, they also suck the energy out when they are acting on their maybes and their nose. And that's a really hard thing for manifesting generators and generators is we tend to say yes to things that are maybes and then we get burnt out and then we are frustrated and out of alignment. So If you are a generator and if you want to look up your chart, My Human Design is an app. It's um, created by Jenna Zoe, who I went through for human design. Um, There's an app she has where you can look up your birth chart. You just need to know your birthplace, your birthday and your birth time, and it'll tell you what you are. So you can kind of follow along. Um, But generators are here to do what lights them up because the more lit up they are, the happier and more successful everyone else is. Manifesting generators, similar to generators, except they are also part manifester. So manifestors are the people. So manifestors are actually a non-energy type, which a lot of people get confused by because they are usually like the fire starters, the igniters, the part like get the ball rolling, like the creators of the of the movement, whatever it is. Those are manifestors. And I want you to think of back in back in the days, right back in tribal times in tribes, you would have like people throwing rocks at animals to kill them, right? Or like they'd sharpen rocks and they'd make spears and that's how they were doing it. And that was working and everybody was happy and eating and all these things. And then a manifester came in and was like, there's a better way. Like, I just know that there's a better way. What if we created like this thing that I'll call the bow and arrow and we can just like multiply and like be more efficient with this. And everybody in the tribe was probably like, that is the stupidest idea. That is not going to work. You are an idiot. But the manifester knew the manifester wasn't asking permission. The manifester just informed everyone that this is what's going to work. Then the generators kind of caught on to this idea and then mastered it. Right. So then what happened is all these manifestors who were really good at seeing a problem and fixing the problem and creating the movement around fixing the problem, they were elevated to positions of leadership, kings, queens, shaman, whatever it is, presidents. But those people are not meant to lead things. 
right? They're not meant to, they're, they're meant to lead, but they're not meant to be in leadership for a long time because a manifester sees a problem, fixes it, moves on. So what happened then in society is we have all these manifestors in positions of power for way longer than they should, but all of their energy is being infused into the messaging of the entire planet. And mind you, manifestors represent 11% of the population. So we have huge industries, network marketing, personal development, all of these industries that are worth trillions of dollars to all combined, right? Being directed at 11% of the population, which is that messaging of go first, go in the dark. You don't need permission. Do it before you, you know, before somebody else catches on, like keep going until it happens. Like, all of that messaging is directed at 11% of the population. And then we wonder why we have so many people on this planet who are really burnt out, who don't feel like they have a purpose, who don't feel like they're being spoken to. It's because they're not. They're not being spoken to. They're not being led in the way that they should be led. And they're not given the opportunity to lead in the way that they are meant to lead. So that's a manifester. Manifestors are like everybody knows manifester because everybody is made to think that they are one. But hmm. actually only 11 percent of the population is. Wow. So manifesting gener Yeah. Right. So manifesting generators are literally like a combo of a generator and a manifester. They're very multi-passionate people. They have their purpose on this planet is to remind humankind that we don't have to stay in a box. They are not the people that are going to go to college, get a job and stay in that job till the end of time. They're the people that are going to change their careers a lot. They were probably told as children, why can't you just pick something? Why can't you just decide what you want to do? But actually they were never meant to. And their purpose on the planet is to remind other people that they don't have to do that as well. And every MG can be a little bit more manifester, a little bit more generator. Like it kind of just depends on the person and where their authority comes from or where their intuition comes from. So MGs are like manifesting generators and generators make up about 60% of the population because generators make up a lot of the population, a lot of the population. So then we have projectors. Projectors are a non-energy type that kind of are a newer type. They're not like they haven't dated back all the way. They're newer. And their purpose on this planet is to see the world in a way that other people can't see it. They're here to lead. They're here to guide. They're here to be in managerial positions and kind of create a new way of seeing things. Um, they're, they, but they have to be invited to that because like the way that I always explain a projector, my son is a projector, so I, I love projectors, but they're also a really small percent of the population. They're about 20. It's like very small percentage. And that's growing. Like the more, the more that people, um, like the, I think the more the world shifts, there's more projectors coming to be. But imagine a projector is the person, like there could be a generator and a manifesting generator trying to build an Ikea table. And like, they're probably not going to look at the directions or just gonna be like, let's just figure it out. Like, this will be great. I'm excited about this. Are you excited about this? Awesome. Meanwhile, there's a projector in the other room who absolutely has already read the instructions and knows the answer, but they're not being invited to share their knowledge. So they're usually very intense energy. They usually will burst into situations and be like, you're doing that wrong. And then walk away. And everyone's always like, well, what the fuck? Like that was rude. <laughs> right. Those are projectors. But the thing is, everybody's always like a common thing that people say about projectors is like, they think they know it all, but here's the thing. Projectors, they do know it all. They actually do know it all. And everybody needs a projector in their life because they really do see the world in a way that nobody else can, that nobody else is going to take time to see. Right. 
So you definitely want a projector in your life, but if you are a projector, you have to be invited. You cannot just give unsolicited advice because it will not be received in the way that it is meant to be received. You have to be invited to give that. And ways that you can be become invited is by saying, can I give you advice? Do you mind if I help you with this? Can I offer another perspective? That is a way to ask to be invited. And then you will find success in this like beautiful power that you have as a projector. So then finally, we have reflectors. Reflectors are the most amazing energy, but they literally have they represent 1% of the population. They are so small. They, If you look at a reflector's chart, the, you'll see part of your reading is like the chart and it looks like a bunch, it looks like, um, like chakras, like it looks like chakra centers and some are colored in and some are not depending on what's defined for you and what's undefined for you, which is like a whole other, a whole other side of human design. But if you look at a reflector's chart, everything is white. Everything is undefined. So that means every single chakra they have mirrors and amplifies the world around them. So their purpose on this planet is to be a mirror for the planet. So everybody else is focused on how do we move forward? How do we keep going? How do we create? How do we cultivate? How do we lead? Where a reflector is says, okay, sure. And look who you are right now. So a superpower of a reflector. If you know a reflector, they are usually very deep. They are very introspective. They can have like these really deep conversations or be super shallow. And they are truly like their superpower is truly to be a chameleon. So a lot of times reflectors are told like, you need to figure out who you are. Like you're kind of shady. Like people will often like make friends with a reflector and then be like, why are you so like, why are you? You don't seem like you're being real with me. You seem like you're fake. But it's really just because like they have the superpower to be a chameleon. They can change and shift and like shape shift no matter who they're with. They're If they're with somebody with a loud voice, they can have a loud voice. If they're around somebody with a really strong gut authority, they're going to have a really strong gut authority. So they thrive really well in situations where they can be around generators and manifesting generators because they can like kind of feed off of that really delicious magnetic sacral energy. Hmm. Okay. This is so fascinating. I have yet to meet a reflector, by the way. Now I want to. I've done a couple readings now for reflectors Mm. and it's really amazing because they're the ones I think who gain the most from a human design reading because they have been made their whole life to feel like they don't fit in. Yeah. that would. And then they find out that they don't. Yeah. Then they find out they don't actually have to, and they're not meant to fit in. They're Mm. meant to be exactly who they are, which is undefined. Yeah. How freeing all of this, honestly, I mean, you, Mm -hmm. you, you, Y'all will hear as we go through this. It's very validating. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about your chart. So you are a one four generator. So every type has an archetype attached to it. And that archetype is typically two numbers. So I already explained to you what a generator is. Most generators, now not all, most are have gut intuition, sacral authority, which means that if presented with an option they are going to know very quickly how they feel about it. The problem is a lot of generators have undefined head centers. So like mental centers. And so we will try to outsmart our gut by overthinking things when really, and this goes for any intuition. So there's gut intuition, there's mental intuition, there's um, sounding board intuition. My son is an ego intuition and we are made to think that the ego is bad, but really the ego is the most purest form of want. Like, You want like 
what you want is so palpable. And if you just, if for anybody, depend, no matter what your intuition is or where it comes from, following your intuition and learning to let your intuition lead you is actually the definition of freedom. Like that is the definition of freedom, no matter what your type is. So Alacy and I are both gut intuition. Now the gut really good at knowing if something is a yes or a no couple words that should never be in a vocabulary of somebody with gut intuition should should be I should be doing that I need that I need to be doing that <laughs> those are words that we should never use yeah. ever yeah because it's so funny because I've been saying I'm done shooting on myself and shooting on other people yeah so that's yeah. why I'm laughing <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. true it's true. And it knows very quickly. So we're not the people that need to sit on things like we're not the people that need to sleep on it, where if you have emotional intuition, actually sleep on it is your that is your your gold, like because you have emotions that ride their own wave completely independent from the world around you. And so if you have emotional authority, how you feel about something right now is probably going to look different than how you feel about it in 24 hours. And you should actually your power is going to be to tell people like, I'm going to sleep on this. So here's the thing about gut intuition, though, Alicia, is it doesn't know existential questions. So if I were to ask you, what's your purpose? You get mad at me, probably. And you're like, I don't fucking know what my purpose is. But if I ask you, hey, are you on this planet to guide people? It's very quick. Like, it's yeah. very, very quick. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, we could even bring that. We don't even have to go as deep. Like, if somebody asks me what do you want for dinner tonight? I get very angry. I'm like, I don't fucking know what I want for dinner. But if somebody says, do you want Mexican food tonight? Yes or no. Very quickly. Like know exactly whether I want that. Yeah. So the yeah. gut, it's really good at guiding. It also is very bad at existential questions. So if you are a gut authority, so if you're a manifesting generator or a generator and you have gut intuition, because those are the only two types that can have gut intuition because they're the only two energy types that have sacral authority. You need to tell everyone in your life to ask you as much as possible, yes or no, or this or that questions. That is how you are going to be able to like actively let your intuition lead you. So mm. I tell my fiance, who's also a generator, we now know it's not where do you want to go on vacation? It's do you want to go on vacation? Yes or no. Do you want to go somewhere tropical? Yes or no. And it's, it makes for a lot easier decision-making. Yeah. So yeah. Does that, that really resonate? rings true? Oh yeah. I, I can't wait yeah. to share this with my husband. Cause he's always like, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. But if he would just ask you, Hey, do you want sushi tonight? You the, would know. The answer is always yes to that, by the way. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So the thing with gut intuition too, is you have to be able to like feel a full body. Yes. Like gut intuition is, is sacral. So it is, it is a visceral reaction to things. And you know immediately if it's a yes or no. And then what we'll tend to do is go, mm, I don't know. I don't really want to do that, but I guess I will because I can. And it's true. You can because you are a battery. You can do things that you don't want to do until you can't. Mm -hmm. So the more that you honor your yeses and say no to your maybes or your noes, the more you are able to fill up that generator energy inside of you to spill into the rest of the world. So again, what I tell people in my life, whether it be my assistant, my team, like anyone, my family, my friends, I say to them, if you ask me something and I go, mm, it's a no, just 
it's a no. And it may not be a no forever, but it's a no right now. And that's all that matters. So really being able to tap into that gut intuition and truly let your gut lead. Because one thing is like, you have an undefined head, you have an undefined like idea center, you have an undefined throat chakra, you have an undefined solar plex, and you have an undefined root, which the undefined root is a Sagittarius thing. So that doesn't mean that you don't know what you want. It means that you're going to amplify or mirror other energies in the room. So if you're in a room with a people who have a lot of mental stimulation, who have a lot to think a lot of things, and they ask you a question, the instinct is going to be to hear what they have to say and let that influence what you want to do when really you have sacral gut authority. And that means that it does not matter what anybody else is doing. If it does not feel right for you, you should not be doing it. And you don't need to explain that and you don't need to justify that and you don't need anyone else's approval. That goes kind of to like your um, your strategy It's not to inform like manifestors. They're meant to inform people. Hey, I'm doing this. Thank you so much. Have a good day and walk away. Like not again, not justify. We as generators, our strategy is to respond. So we're actually not meant to chase anything at all, ever. We are meant to respond to what the universe is trying to give us. So that may come in the form of people being like, hey, have you ever thought of starting a podcast? you ever thought about starting a podcast, you should start a podcast and then responding to that because it gives you that full body. Yes. Or, you know, have you ever thought about you guys should like go, you guys need to go on vacation to this place. Have you ever thought, I think you'd really love this place. And then responding to that. Right. Or people coming to you for like certain types of information over and over and over again, Just look for the cues from the universe because you're meant to respond to things. You're not meant to chase it. You're not meant to like inform it. You're not meant to be invited to things. You're meant to respond to what the universe is giving you, God, whoever you pray to, right? And how you know that you're in alignment, how you know that you're doing the things that you actually want to be doing is through the feeling of satisfaction. For projectors, like their feeling of alignment is success. When they feel successful, they're good. When a manifester is successful, they feel peace. When in when generators are successful, like when we're in alignment, we feel satisfaction. When I'm satisfied with things, I know that I am in alignment. When we are frustrated, that is how you know you are out of alignment, like very out of alignment. So you should never feel frustrated as a generator. And if you do feel frustrated, it's probably because something about what you're doing is out of alignment. And it's probably because you said yes to a maybe that you don't or you said no to a hell yes because you overthought it. And so it's really just about being clear that alignment, it feels like satisfaction and out of alignment feels like frustration. For a manifester, it's angry. When they're angry, they're out of alignment. When a projector is bitter. So when somebody who's a projector is not being invited to share their wisdom and they're not feeling successful, they feel bitter. And then they like snap and they say like snarky shit. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) so it's really important, like no matter what your type is to pay attention to like your feelings of alignment and your feelings of out of alignment, because they will guide you. Is this like resonating with you? I can see you like nodding. It, It explains a lot why I could no longer remain in the corporate world. Mm hmm. Because yeah, I was frustrated. Yeah, wasn't, you know, wasn't doing what I was called to do. My energy was draining. Well, and I was draining it from 
everyone around me, right? And dealing mm-hmm. with depression. I mean, th- this all makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I'm not surprised when by I left, anything you've said so far. Yeah. So when I left Soul Cycle, I realized like I need to leave because I'm sucking energy from this place. And actually, they have a better chance of surviving if I walk away. Yeah. Because I'm taking yeah. good energy from this and I'm taking good energy from myself. So it's really like that's a really powerful thing to realize as a generator is like how powerful that sacral energy that you possess is actually for the rest of the world. Yeah. Whether yeah. adding it or taking away, it's just as powerful. Mm. Yeah, um, big so you're the Yeah, exactly. So you're the one four. Um just so you know, everybody, your archetypes, there's 12 of them. The first number is how you see yourself. The second number is how everybody else sees you. And then they mm-hmm. kind of come together. So as the one, you're the knowledge seeker. You have to get to the bottom of things. Like you love yeah. a good rabbit hole. Oh, and I love the rabbit holes. Love a rabbit <laughs> hole. Yeah. And you, you will, like you'll dive in and you'll learn things, but it's not, you're not necessarily learning things because of like for knowledge sake, like you're not learning things just to learn them. You're learning things because you know that by learning things, you then will be able to add to your gifts and those gifts you can then share with the world because you are this, the one for together is the omniscient teacher. You're here to mm. teach. You're here mm. to guide, right? And then the four is the people person. So on the outside, like the universe is going to bring your dreams to your door through the people that you interact with. So for mm. you, like who you surround yourself with is paramount. Like that is mm. your number one priority. Like you need to be unafraid of like removing things, people from your life that are not adding to your purpose, And the instinct is always just to keep people around because like, well, you know, I've known them forever and like whatever else we say, we tell ourselves, but actually like your people, the people you surround yourself with need to be people that only add to your purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I've been going through a major season of pruning. So that resonates a lot. Does it? Yeah. 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 And like, because when those things come together, it's like, Like you're here to learn about things that fascinate you and then express those findings to the people in your life that you can then grow with. Mm, Yep. Yep. Right. Because by, yeah, because then by doing that, you're going to be put in positions where you're offered things that your gut is able to go hell yes to a lot more. And it's not going to be as cloudy. You're going to be able to listen to your gut intuition a lot more if you are able to learn what you need to learn. And surround yourself with the people who are going to present you with choices that are a lot more aligned with your purpose. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is resonating a lot. Mm-hmm. So you were probably like very trusting as a child. Like you probably trusted people as a child. Um like if somebody told you like that wasn't a fact or that's not true, you probably took that as literal because people are important to you. So you probably let like, like if somebody really close to you said something, you like took their word at face value. You probably are a person who loves to take people's word at face value. Depending who it is. Yes. If it's someone, if it's your, if it's your people. Yeah. Yeah. Then I will. Um, but otherwise I have healthy skepticism. Yeah. Because as an adult, as you've grown (laughs) and you've matured mentally, like you have to go through your own filtration process, right? So you have to decide like what still feels true to you and what doesn't anymore. And that Mm -hmm. happens the older you get, the wiser you get. So as a child, you were probably trusting and then ended up like being like a little bit disappointed in people or frustrated with people because they didn't live up to that expectation. And then as you got older, 
you got really good at only putting people in your life that you really, and you said you're going through pruning. So it's happening in like these seasons for you. Yeah. 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 This is making, uh, making sense. Something of a few things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Cause you're here to be a, like, you're here to be a filter for people of like the highest quality information and knowledge. Like people know that like you have this high quality of information that they can get from you because mm-hmm. as the knowledge seeker, like you're going to do more research into things than anybody else will ever have the patience to do. Like you're going to be able to like look into things a lot deeper than I will ever want to. Cause I'm a six, two. So the six, two, when they come together, they're called the exemplary human. It's part wise, sage, part natural. So basically like I grew up basically being able to raise myself. Like I didn't really need any, I, I didn't need anybody to like teach me in school. Like I already knew things and that's what I use now to like help people move along because people trust that like, I'm just a person that knows things and then I'm a natural at things. And my, the pressure for a six, two is always for everyone else around you to go like, well, why do you feel so qualified to give that information? Like there's this, this pressure to justify why you are so good. Just like for you, there's this pressure to justify why, you know, so many things, but like the universe is saying, you don't have to, you don't ever have to justify that because those are just your gifts that you were given. And you also don't have to be like, you don't have, you don't have to have a PhD in something in order to be able to share that knowledge because you've done so much more work on that topic than most people ever will. So your knowledge is going to be far and above what most people are going to receive. Mm -hmm. You're the omniscient teacher. You just have this way of like seeing knowledge and being able to deliver it in such a beautiful way. And the way that that relate, because like every, like no matter what you read in your chart, y'all, you have to remember that it all comes back. Like the most important things about your human design chart are your type and your authority. So above any of this, you are a sacral gut generator. Like that is number one for you. So really this, this one four really just tells you if you are surrounding yourself with people that are on mission for you, if you are learning about things only that light you up and not just things that you're like, Meh, I could learn about that, but only things that are a full body. Yes. Then you are filling yourself up with so much energy that is spilling into everything and everyone around you. And that is your purpose. So it's just really important, no matter what, to always come back to your type and your authority. How does this relate to my type and my authority? Love it. Like there's so many different things. Like you're, you're a non-specific manifester which means that you're not meant to ever make a vision board in your life. Like you're meant to. (laughs) I'm making a vision board tomorrow night. (laughs) It's probably going to drive you nuts. Just so you know, like, because the thing with non-specific manifestors is, so it's like specific manifestors, the universe trusts that that person knows exactly what they want and is grateful that they have such a self-awareness for a non-specific manifestor. The universe is grateful that you trust that it has your back. Like there's this mutual trust and gratitude that we have as non-specific because I'm a non-specific manifester as well. So instead of being very, very, very specific with what you want, you're more meant to be like, I want to have a million dollar year and then not really think about it again and let the universe like the words for a non-specific manifester are this or something better. The words for a specific manifester is being okay to turn something down, even if it's close to what you wanted. So the trick, if you're a specific manifester, the trick that you typically fall into is the universe will test you and it'll give you something close to what you want. And you'll go, okay, I guess. 
But then you'll see this domino effect of things not being aligned, which similarly as a non-specific manifester, if we try to be too specific, the universe thinks like, well, I thought you trusted that I had your back. I could have given you something better than that, but you got so specific. And then what happens for a non-specific manifester is you typically will be like, I want this. And you'll get so try to be so clear and so specific and you'll try to visualize every single part of it that then you're so obsessed with what you don't already have that it ruins you. Mm. All right. So I think I have healthy balance with this because so I'm going to a vision board party tomorrow night. Mine needs an update. What I've and so the the old one I have, I'm just kind of refreshing that one of the things on it is the revenue I want to bring in, but it's not a lot of specifics. And in Mm -hmm. fact, I'll show you this. It says I am not sure how, but I will. So I'm like getting a little specific with certain things, but not but like staying open. So I want a million dollar year. But wherever that comes from, that's up to the yeah. universe. Yeah, like exactly. I've been saying for years, I want a house in Texas. But like, I I wasn't that like I I wasn't that specific. And now we're building this custom dream home in Texas that is better than I could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Where if I would have been like, I want a four bedroom, three bath house, it probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah, because I would have obsessed over what I didn't yet have. And then the universe gets confused and goes, I thought we had this understanding that like you trusted that I had your back. Like what happened to that? Yeah, it, it goes back to being open to everything attached to nothing. Yes. Right? Which sounds We're extra spe- important for us. <laughs> totally. But for a specific manifester, no, that's not it. Like you have to be mm. so specific. Like you can't just say I want a million dollar year. You got to be like in my business, I need to generate at least this much money. By doing this and this and serving this many people. And yeah, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then the last thing I'll share with you is emotions. So how you feel things. Um, there's emotional and non-emotional. Now, non-emotionals, people think like, oh, I just don't have feelings. No, you do. It's just where they come from. So emotional authorities represent at least about half the, a little over half the population. They are people that have their own emotions that ride on their own wave and they're completely opposite and separate from anything else happening in the world. So everybody in the room could be in a really terrible mood and that person could be fine. And that is an emotional authority. So those people need to get very clear on when they feel their emotions dip, when they feel their energy dip and when their energy rises, because when their energy is low, that's the last moment. That's like they should not be addressing their business. They should not be like like assessing their situation, that's when they should be taking a walk in the na- in nature or doing something that makes them happy. So getting very clear about when those emotions ride. For us non-emotionals, you and I are both non-emotionals. Um, think of yourself as a calm lake. Your natural state of being is a calm lake. And if a rock gets dropped in the water on the other side of that lake, it's going to start to ripple. And by the time it hits you, it's going to feel like a wave. So typically non-emotionals are empaths because all of the emotions we feel are generated by the world around us. So the pandemic was really hard for non-emotionals because we took on a lot of emotions of the people around us. But it's important to remember that if somebody walks in the room and they're like two out of 10 sad, maybe they like stubbed their toe, right? By the time that reaches us, it could feel like a six out of 10. Like it could feel like their grandma died, right? And we have to be really careful as non-emotionals to not wear that. So a good thing to remind yourself when you start to feel too stressed, too depressed, too happy, too sad, anything other than calm lake is to remind yourself, I am a calm lake. That is not my circus and those are not my monkeys. And then like (laughs) move on because it's really easy as an empath, especially there's psychic empaths who feel everything. That's my fiance. She'll walk by a homeless person and be hungry and upset for three days. 
I'm an intuitive empath. So I've actually been working on this for a very long time where like I'll feel the energy of every single person in the room the minute I walk in. And I am very, very selective as to which energy I let into my space. It's very easy for me to be like, I know what you're going through is not great for you, but I'm not going to wear that. Instead, I'm going to be your sounding board to show you that like a little bit of perspective. So knowing where your emotions come from is going to be very, very helpful for you in determining like how you move through you know, different emotional moments in your life. Wow. Yeah. And you just connected a really major dot for me that I won't share on air, but thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so interesting. Well, I know you have to run to an interview on your show. So yeah. thank you for this. This was amazing. I hope if any of you are interested in learning more about this, yeah, check out My Human Design, Jenna Zoe's app. Um, Aaron Claire Jones is another one that has blueprints you can order. Eating Carpenter is a really good one as well. And I do human design reading. So you can always yeah. come and find me and you can pay for two hours and we'll dive, dive deep, 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 deep into your chart. I love it. So on that note, where can people find and connect with you? Yeah, I'm at Danielle underscore on the daily. So if you come to my Instagram, just come hang out with me. You can find me there. My podcast is out on the daily pod. Um, but if you just come to Danielle underscore on the daily, you can find all the things you can inquire about anything I'm doing. So Thank you so much. And again, I am so appreciative of you being the first guest to ever do three episodes. So the whole I'm week so is excited. you. It's rad. And for your <laughs> listeners, for your listeners, if anybody does want a human design reading, I'm going to offer a discount. So I'll send you that link. So it'll be a specific link Amazing. for your listeners and then they can get a discount on their reading. Amazing. All right, cool. I'll put it in the show notes. Well, thank you awesome. so much. I hope you have an yeah, amazing interview you. after this and yeah. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Thea Collective, the learning community I founded for entrepreneurs. Text biz, that's B-I-Z to 949-577-8709 or head to thea-collective.com. That's T-H-E-I-A-collective.com to learn more. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, please help me get the word out about the corporate dropout by screenshotting and sharing this on social. I would appreciate it so much if you would subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review as well. And I do this show for you and I want to hear from you. So tell me, what is it that you want more of? Text me at 949-541-0951 or slide into the DMs at Corporate Dropout Official or Alicia Citro with two underscores. Until next time time.